0: what's up everyone welcome back to the intersection i'm your host frankie walls and for this week's episode we'll be talking to senior former track and field sprinter emily adams and sophomore current field hockey midfielder and striker arla davis we're going to be talking about being student athletes at a d3 college and what that means specifically at ithaca and the pressures they face day to day whether that's juggling school and their sport at the same time or just managing a commitment that takes up a lot of their free time.
1: My name is Emily Adams. I am a senior journalism major, um, and I was formerly on the women's track and field team.
2: I'm Arla Davis. I am a sophomore sports media major and journalism minor, and I am on the field hockey team here at Ithaca.
0: Okay, awesome. So the reason I kind of wanted to have this conversation is because I noticed more when I became an RA how disconnected my residents who played sports were from like the rest of the floor because they might have had practice during a floor event or practice like during orientation you know when orientation was like during school (laughs) last year so I kind of just want to talk about like the commitment first like how much time a week you use or spend towards um track and field or field hockey like how much time was put in so Arla if you want to start
2: Yeah, um, so it is easily the biggest commitment um, in my life right now. Um, I mean, very similar to the Ithacan, I put in a lot of time into field hockey because it's something I really care about. And probably before COVID, I would say I probably spent 40 hours a week on just field hockey, Um, whether it's team meetings, practice, Um, the time it takes, honestly, to just be in the locker room before practice and after practice, um, that does take up a lot, like a lot of time just getting ready and things like that, traveling for games, um, just little things that end up adding, adding up into it being a really big time commitment Um, but unfortunately with covid right now our practices aren't as long and we're not together as much Um, Mm -hmm. right now we've had to slowly add on time to our practices so this upcoming week um we'll go from an hour long practice into an hour and 15 minutes every week Um, But honestly, like it feels that like it feels just about the same amount of time, um, like the same amount of commitment, just because it's been so long since we've been able to all be together again.
1: Yeah, I mean, I obviously can't speak to during COVID times. um, But when I was on the team, I, it's hard to even put a number on it. um, But, you know, in an average week, I would say there were three to four hours of meetings. Slash other athletic department activities so between you know sports like sessions the leadership academy team meetings things like that um and then we would practice for at least two to three hours most days and then some days you have like an hour of lift on top of that um and then for meets track was kind of unique because our competitions aren't just like an hour long we compete for basically a whole day and sometimes two days so you know in some cases you're dedicating most of a weekend from friday to sunday to traveling competing and coming back so it was definitely a a massive time commitment (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah for sure um
0: that definitely sounds like a lot like I'm glad that like Arlie you saying you love it so like I guess that can help but it definitely does seem like a lot of just added on to schoolwork. um I was gonna ask what did that being on the sports team being on varsity did that at all affect choosing to come to Ithaca was that part of the reason you came to Ithaca
2: um it totally played a role in me coming to Ithaca um I always joke that Until I came to Ithaca, I hated the cold, didn't want anything to do with the cold, snow, nothing at all. Um, And so I, if honestly, if field hockey existed further than North Carolina, I probably would have went to school down south solely for the purpose of avoiding the cold. Um, but field hockey definitely played a major role in my decision to come to Ithaca. Um, the other thing that played a major role in it is that it's one of the only schools that offer sports media as a specific major. Um, all the other schools I applied to, um, which also were based on field hockey too, I only applied to two other schools besides Ithaca. Um, and they were the top two schools I was looking at for to, to play field hockey at, um, another D3 school and a division two school um but this was the only school where they had sports media the other schools I would have had to be either I think one was like visual arts and cinema which is very different than what I'm studying now and the other one was just general like media studies
1: yeah it was also um a pretty major factor for me as well I wasn't even really looking at schools that I wasn't going to run track at like coming, starting the college search, like junior year of high school. Um, I knew that that was an important thing for me. So I only really looked at, you know, minor um, division one schools and like upper tier D3 schools. So the other two schools um, that I applied to were both D1, um, but I preferred the um, sort of division three you know, supposedly it's provides a little bit more balance and space to, um, do other things, but yeah, it was, it was definitely a big part of my decision. You know, Ithaca obviously has a journalism program, um, -hmm. but it's not, you know, one of the, the major ones it's not Missouri or Northwestern or Columbia. So, um, yeah, I would say sports were definitely a very, a very defining aspect of my search. (laughs)
0: yeah for sure and would you say that sports and like playing sports has become or was for your case Emily was that like a big part of your experience on Ithaca do you think that it changed your college experience a lot like Emily I know you can talk more about how different it is when you were and when you weren't but like Arla do you think if you had come to Ithaca not playing field hockey that your experience would have been like a lot different.
2: One hundred percent, yes. Um I think a major aspect of sports and part of the I mean kind of like what you were saying in the beginning how you felt like um, some of your athletes were disconnected from the rest of the floor. Um, When you come into playing a sport, and I think this especially applies to fall sports. So field hockey, um, you come in with a group of 24 friends right away um, or however many people are on your team. um, Because you're at that point, you have communicated with all of them at least three months over the summer, um, maybe even sooner than that. If you committed as a junior Um, early in your senior year, you're communicating with these people early on. Um, But also you just spend so much time with them. And I think that's what makes the time commitment worth it too, is because um at least in my experience, obviously this isn't the same for everyone. Um, A lot of your teammates become people who you spent like love to spend time with and your best friends and things along those lines. Um, And I think that's what makes it really enjoyable. But um we we, it's there's definitely it's definitely a click. Like I think athletes are especially a click um, because I unfortunately don't have a ton of friends who don't play sports. Honestly majority of my friends that don't play sports are on the Ithacan like that's just how it goes um and I do think that that has I would be in a very different space very different friend group everything if I didn't end up playing field hockey here
1: yeah I can speak a little bit to the the before and after I think if I hadn't if I hadn't been on the team at all I think my experience would have been better in some ways and worse in others um Like right now, I currently live with um, four other girls, all of whom were formerly my teammates. Some of them are still on the team and some aren't, but all of us met through track. Um, And I really agree with Arla that having built-in friends is a really essential and helpful part of being on a college sports team. Um, And it bonds you really quickly. You know, you're traveling on buses to... Boston and to the city and to New Jersey every other weekend. And, you know, you spend 10 hours on a bus together in a single weekend and 12 hours at a meet. So you, you don't really have a choice but to become close. Um, but they're, they're still my best friends. And that didn't change when I wasn't on the team anymore. Um, so those relationships um, have meant a lot to me. And I think my college experience would have been very different without them. Um, but I also think if I hadn't been on the team at all, I would have been able to do some of the things that I wanted to do sooner. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, even when the, the semester, when I quit, I was the sports editor for the Ithacan and quitting gave me a lot more space to write about things more freely without having to worry about, you know, is this going to impact my status on the team is it you know bad for me to publish this if it's negative about my team is it you know gonna upset the athletic department which I'm technically a part of um and it also just sort of opened up space for me to um be a bigger part of things like Model UN um I'm on the Model UN team I went to three conferences last year I got to go to Montreal and Harvard and UPenn and cool places like that um and I wouldn't have had those opportunities if I had stayed. And I, in some ways, I wish that I had had them sooner. So it's, it's kind of a double edged sword.
0: Mm -hmm. And then that's actually you gave a good segue because you were talking about being the sports editor for the Ithacan. So you were the former sports editor and Arla, you are the current sports editor for the Ithacan. I was going to ask did being the sports editor give you a new perspective on sports and I guess like the campus community versus sports and how like that's, I feel like it's, if you're not playing sports, a lot of the times you don't really know what's going on. So like, did that help you when like writing articles or like looking for sources? Cause you know, the people, the stories are about more maybe.
2: Yeah, um, I can start for this one then. Um, I definitely think it has changed my perspective on the athletics department compared to when I was just looking at Ithaca. Um, It's definitely, from a PR perspective, not being a part of the Ithacan when I first got here because I was a freshman, obviously, wasn't a part of it yet when I first moved in. Um, It definitely seems like everything was school spirit all the time. Like go bombers. Like we do everything right. And that's not necessarily the case. I mean, that's at any school though, not just Ithaca, obviously. Um, and I think being the sports ed- editor and especially working with Emily, she's very good at getting information from people that maybe doesn't make them look that good, but it's important for other people to know. Um, I think, I've learned a lot. And I mean, I am still very grateful to be a part of the athletics department. Um, And they, I do think they provide really great opportunities for their athletes and um, really great facilities for for them to work in and just things along those lines. Um, But I definitely think being a part of the Ithian has helped me see both sides of it. Um, Mm -hmm. and Just also has made me want it to like, or has made me want to make it better for incoming athletes, like in the future, Um, just in general, too, not just for field hockey, um, if got athletes across the board, um, but definitely it does. I mean, it also does have its props to be an athlete and also be the sports editor, because it is it's really easy for me to get sources because. I ask to interview people and they're like, Oh, I know you, I trust you. And they're more willing to talk to me, feel more comfortable talking to me. Um, or even my writers, if I, um, know an athlete that has an interesting story and I, I'm like, Oh, like this would be really awesome to include in our section. Like, what do you think about me having someone interview you? And like, they want to do it because they not necessarily know it helps me, but they feel comfortable knowing that I'm going to going to be a part of the process. Um, and I also, I have also noticed that I think coaches are more appreciative of talking to athletes too. Um, when it's, they're talking to media as well, I think they feel more comfortable talking to them too, because they know what the, what it's like every day and what their role is and, um, what they want to accomplish and see their athletes do too.
1: Yeah. I was going to say trust is definitely a really big thing. I used to, I still, I mean, I still do it this sometimes, but you know, we're not in person as much, but I used to always wear like track and field gear when I was going to interview an athlete who I didn't know, because that not only makes them trust you, because they know that you sort of have a basic understanding of what they are and what they do. um, But it also sort of gives you an entree into conversation. And that's true with coaches, too, if they see you know, you have a track and field backpack on, they'll be like, oh, you're on the track team. Like, how's your season going? And it, it just, it, it makes things a little bit more personal um, with sources to have that sort of item to be able to bond over. Um, so yeah, that was the, the biggest thing about it for me when I was doing both.
0: For sure. And then um, I kind of had a question about um, the... Adjusting to Ithaca. So, before you were on the Ithacan, before you, I guess, when you first got here and you didn't really know anyone besides your teammates, like how was adjusting to Ithaca? Just because, like, I mentioned it a bit before, but I did, like, maybe the first two weeks, my residents didn't really talk to me about it. And then they opened up and they were kind of like, yeah, we don't know anyone on the floor. We don't know how to talk to anyone else. We're like on the same team. So, we see each other all the time and we're not going to see anyone else and I have a resident now who like lives in a single and no one else on the floor is on the same sports team as her either and I'm like I don't know how to get because especially because COVID like you can't have your friends from your sports team in your building now so I guess on that like how was it adjusting did you ever have that like isolating feeling when it came to like your floor or what dorm you were in or stuff like that or were you just always with your team
1: I can say the nice thing for me was that my the the track team is really big in general because there's so many events so you need a lot of people um so my freshman class I think was like 24 people so there were a ton of us um it wasn't like you know you come in with seven other freshmen and that's kind of your only options in terms of people who are on campus you know I had 20 people and at least one of them was bound to live near me um what was nice for me my roommate was not um an athlete at all we like met on Facebook um so we were really close and she had some other friends outside of like me obviously um who I would also occasionally tag along with um but the the track team being so large made it really easy to not feel so isolated because there were just so many options and groups all the time. <laughs>
2: Um, My my experience was a little different because field hockey is a smaller team than track. Um, So opposite to what Emily said, I was in a class of just seven freshmen. Um, However, it never really, I mean, in terms of field hockey, it never felt isolated just because um, as a whole, we're very, like a very close team. Um, So I had friends who were sophomores. I had friends who were juniors. Um, We only had two seniors, but I still felt like I knew them fairly well. Um and so in that case I never felt isolated um within like the classes on our team. Um and I I don't want to say I felt isolated in like my dorm building situation. Um, but I did notice that I was probably the least close with the kids who were on my floor. Um so I lived on the 13th floor terraces um, and all of they Everyone had a group message on Snapchat. Like they, we actually, someone sent a picture of Terrace or of, I'm not, I'm sorry, not that. I don't know if I said Terraces. I lived in Towers on the 13th floor. Um, but they, someone sent in our group message a picture of Towers the other day and was like, oh, like miss you guys. And it was the first time like anyone had said anything in months, but then we were all kind of talking in it again. Um, but definitely in that living situation, I felt like I wasn't really a part of it because um my roommate also was not on my team um she came to Ithaca hoping to play soccer but unfortunately was hurt for the season last year um so she wasn't on the team um but she she was a little bit closer with everyone on the floor than me Mm -hmm. um but she also had like her own separate group of friends that I um knew of but didn't really know that well um but I still felt like my floor kind of understood what I was was going on with me and I was very happy that they didn't take it like oh like she doesn't like us she doesn't want to hang out with us no I literally just was never able to um and I think that helped just because there were other athletes on the floor there was a girl on the softball team um eventually a kid on the baseball team moved in on our floor in the second semester and there was also a girl on the swim team and then I think a football player too Mm. yeah I think it it works better
0: when there's more of a mix of student athletes on the floor because I think that's kind of what happened to my floor last year like there were two athletes that were roommates and then there was one on the other side of the hall and she was on the track and field team and then literally everyone else in the building apparently was on the track and field team like there were so many people so they all just lived in the same dorm and they all knew each other so like that way like she had connections with the floor and then the other floors so I could see how those two different situations happen simultaneously and I guess I kind of want to talk to you about like The pressures and the extended time so like on the track and field team you come back earlier than the RAs come back for like winter so I I Arla I think does field hockey come back super like early like football
2: comes early um we come the week after football so they like heat acclimation and then we come back okay
0: Um, so
2: that might still be before RAs I was there before my RA last year um I don't think I was, but I was like, I really thought I was the only person on my floor for like Mm -hmm. three or four days. Um, The RA did. Oh, she did come in and introduce herself. And I had a really awesome RA. I really liked her a lot. And she was super understanding of athlete situation. Um, But she mentioned, she was like, Oh, like there's football players on the floor. If you want to make friends. And I was like, okay. And then I never saw them. Like I, i mean i eventually did but i didn't see them until like field hockey season was almost over so this whole time i was like are there actually like people on this floor and especially because i'm like all the way up in towers like 13 floors up i was like what's gonna happen if there's like a fire or something like i'm all the way up here no one probably even knows i'm up here <laughs> like um but also can i add something to what you, like your question before that mm-hmm. yeah for sure so Another thing I want to add is that a lot of the field hockey girls try not to live together. We try to live with athletes on the other teams so that, like, um, like other, other athletes understand kind of, like, what your schedule looks like and how busy you are and things like that. But so they understand your schedule, but they also don't, um, like, you're not with them all the time like you would be with your team. So you don't necessarily, like get sick of them because you're with them so much um so i actually now live with one of my teammates but i also live with two volleyball players and the reason i met them is because um one of the volleyball players was my teammate's roommate in her dorm last year um so i think that's a really big thing for athletes too is becoming friends with other athletes because we all have this same shared experience and we understand what each other's going through um but it's just kind it does become kind of a community a little bit and again like you could definitely call it a click like athletes Mm -hmm. become friends with athletes and it's not on purpose it's just having that shared experience kind of thing
0: for sure so um that definitely I guess highlights a bit because I think it would make more sense to be roommates with other athletes but if you're roommates with like someone on your team like you will literally only see your teammates all the time um but yeah, going back to the pressure thing, I just want because you you have large time commitments and we've kind of in the beginning, we spoke about how much how many hours <laughs> a week you're really spending with your team. So I guess my question would be about like the pressure, like was there ever a time not to say like we don't all have breakdowns, but how is there ever like a time where you like had like, like one of those mental breakdowns where you're like, I don't think I can do this anymore. I need a break. I need to sleep. I just want to do nothing.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously I did have that because I'm no longer on the team. Um, but there were, there were a lot of small ones leading up to the big one. Um, I think the, I know you mentioned coming back from winter break. Um, and I don't think people really talk about how hard that is very much. Um, That was, you know, it's in some ways, it's kind of a bonding experience. And like, yeah, you just basically hang out with your team 24 seven for three weeks. But it's also arguably more draining than doing it during the school year because all you have is wake up, go to lift, go home, eat lunch, go to practice, go home, go to sleep, wake up, go to meet, come home. So, I mean, it was literally just living track 24 seven. And I know I, I can tell you things. I came back my freshman year on January 5th from winter break. So I was home for like two weeks. So it was right after the holidays, like didn't really have time to, you know, actually like hang out with my family and like chill at all because the holidays are so crazy. Um, So it was just very, It also made the semester feel incredibly long um, because, you know, obviously in the fall, the fall semester is shorter anyway, and then there's Thanksgiving and you have spring break or not spring break, fall break. Um, In the spring, you only got spring break, which is one week um, and track because it's a winter and a spring sport. It was literally from January 5th until like the last week of May, cause we stayed a week after finals as well. Um, and some people stayed longer if they made nationals. So it was, it was essentially six months of straight, just like competing. Um, and it's, and with, with almost no break, which is a lot, especially like as a freshman, I know it was a lot. <laughs>
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously field hockey is not as long of a season, um, as track is, but we, so we, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but we come back probably two or three weeks before everyone else does. Um, and I think as a freshman in that case, that's pretty hard because generally speaking, you're the first of your friends to leave from home then. Um, and I think, a little nostalgia comes with that too because then you still you know your friends are still home and being together and uh, i mean i didn't i didn't necessarily feel this way but i know um i have other friends that did um not on our team but friends from home who um were the, the like the first to leave and they felt kind of homesick um because they they weren't athletes so they went to school saw we were all still home and were like wow like i'm missing out on so much um things along those lines but um I definitely felt some of those little moments that you're talking about. Um, I, I remember specifically three times during my first field hockey season where I was on the field um, just watching our coaches show us a drill and I my chest got super tight and I could feel that like it was getting it was hard to breathe for a second and I just wanted to cry and I actually had, eventually talk to my coaches about this um and I'm really lucky to have supportive coaches for this reason that make going to practice and all of the time commitment um a lot easier um, and they're all super understanding of this and one of their main priorities for our team is mental health um, and I mean overall health but especially right now mental health um, and right now they actually have put together a plan for us and um, one of my coaches college teammates um is now the head coach at Southern New Hampshire university and we're kind of working with them. Um, they came up with like a mental health game plan. Um, so we were partnered with a girl on SNHU's team and we kind of just come up with different, um, things to, um, kind of lighten the load a little bit. Um, so I'm really grateful to have like coaches and experiences like that, but it definitely is exhausting. And I mean, unlike track, like, We're not in full season for six months, but our season ended in the fall. And then we had two weeks, maybe a month off and we start lifting and conditioning right away three days a week, which is still a pretty decent time commitment. Um, And then unfortunately, because of COVID, I didn't get to experience what our spring season would have been like last year. But I remember looking at the schedule before leaving for spring break and knowing that I was going to be overwhelmed before it even happened. Um, We were going to go back to practicing five days a week, and they were intermatched days. So one, or I think it was three days a week, we'd have 6 a.m. practice. Tuesdays and Thursdays would be from 9 to 10 p.m., and if you, that just doesn't correlate well, because like I was saying earlier, kind of to um, you, like you don't get to practice at six a.m. You get there at five 30. So you're up at at least five 15 walking or driving to practice to be there at five 30 in the locker room, ready to go. And then like afterwards for the night practices, you're not at like, you're done practicing at 10, but then you have cool down and then you have to go in the locker room and then you have to go eat. And it's like, 1130 12 o'clock before you even go to bed um so just looking at that schedule I knew before I was going to be overwhelmed um but yeah it's it can be a lot but again in the end like it's it's I know it's going to eventually be worth it um it might not always feel like it but there's there's definitely the good things that come with it too mm-hmm. is there a common
0: misconception you think that comes with like sports and like being on varsity at a d3 college because i feel like a lot of people might have this common misconception that just because we're a d3 it's not as intense or it's not as serious and is there just a common misconception that you just want to just correct right now arla like you what? look like you have a
1: lot yeah. <laughs> is- I, I think i have a very different perspective on this than you do because i i think The misconception is certainly a misconception that, you know, D3 athletes aren't putting in the same amount of time or effort, but I think arguably it should be that way. Like the, the goal of division three is to be, you know, a space where athletes can still continue competing at a higher level without having to sacrifice school and extracurricular activities and a social life and other things like that. Like D three is, is designed and it's the reason that D three athletes can't get financial aid from sports is because it's designed to not center sports as your academic experience. Um, but that's absolutely what happens at the D three level. Um, so I think the misconception is rooted in what D three is supposed to be. Um, but I think in most cases, D three isn't that way
2: yeah um your perspective is not that far off i'm pretty much on the same page um and this is one of my favorite things to talk about because um i went to a it's it's not a super small high school but like i graduated with like 250 kids in my grade um and it's a small town that if everyone like if you're an athlete like if you're going to college they're like oh are you going d1 That's not that's it doesn't work for everyone. And just because you're going D3 or D2 doesn't mean you're not as good as an athlete as that person who's going D1. And I I will go to my grave saying that because this absolutely drives me insane, um, because I just think it's ridiculous to think to, like the the d1 or d non mentality is a joke that's i think it's ridiculous i i just don't agree with it i think if you're committing to play a sport in college you have the same amount of passion that you do for someone who is going d1 and i think it's so so fraudulent to not allow d3 athletes to have scholarship for that reason um like emily is saying it is supposed to be about um focusing more on academics and other curricular activities too um i just don't think it's fair to not award scholarship for that anyway though because it is it's maybe not necessarily as much of a time commitment or it's i don't even want to say that it is as much of a time commitment but it's a, a little more lenient in that like if you have a class at that, that gets out five minutes After your practice starts, your coaches won't punish you. Whereas D one schools, they're gonna tell you you can't even take that class, or they'll tell you what to major in. You don't even get to choose your major. Let if you want to go play D one football and be an engineering major, nine out of ten times they're gonna tell you no, and that you should study communications or business because it works better for the practice schedule. Um, So I just think that it's wrong to not even have the opportunity to be awarded a scholarship just because athletics aren't supposed to be the main focus when we all know that's not true they are and yeah. especially if you're passionate about your sport and that's like me and Emily both said that was a major part of our decision for me it was like honestly it could have been my number one point in coming here um obviously I would never like truly admit that because it just sounds bad but it, it, it played a huge role in it babe <laughs> <laughs> a little bit but um I just yeah that's my rant for the day
0: (laughs) no that's completely understandable because I feel like it's very strange that we're a d3 college but I feel like the amount of time that y'all are putting in or the amount of time that like is put on student athletes it seems a lot more intense than it should be And I as an outsider, that's just my own perspective. And I obviously don't know. But I have a lot of friends who play sports. And then the amount of injuries, the amount of like, like, like everything, the workouts, the lifts, like, I have a friend who's in cheerleading and cheerleading isn't even considered like an actual sport here. It's a club and the workouts and the lifts and then I just I don't understand how you can put so much I guess the expectation to put so much pressure on students while also like maintaining like 16 to 12 credit like 18 to 12 credits every semester to like graduate in four years and then playing a sport that requires like almost as many hours like i feel like i just don't understand how there can be so much pressure on us at like a young age and then like like you, what do you really yeah.
1: get from it and i don't want to say that like <laughs> no i totally i i very much agree with that and that was very much part of why i left because mm-hmm. it, my my feeling was that i i came here with the understanding that I was going to be able to prioritize school and and more importantly my career over track, I was going to be able to prioritize things with the Ethican, and I was going to be able to do you know the extracurriculars that were going to be important for me long term. When you know, as much as I I enjoyed track, track was not taking me anywhere beyond you know, D3 college athletics, you know, it was, it it really, it was just for fun and it was just because I enjoyed it. And the, the intensity was so much worse than what I was expecting it to be. And what, what it was sort of sold to me as honestly, that it, it made it not enjoyable anymore. And obviously for some people, like I, I live with two track athletes who have both been to nationals multiple times and both of them have the potential to be all Americans at some point and they love it. Like going to practice is what gets them through the day and performing in track is like how they like, like that's something that's like so like important and crucial to like who they are and to their college experience. And for me, I had so many other things that I wanted to pursue that I felt like it was taking away from mine um so yeah I think it's it's different for everybody and it depends a lot on your major and things like that it's why you don't see music kids in sports very much because the music majors are so demanding but um yeah it's definitely and I think it's not true of every d3 school necessarily either I have friends who go to d3 schools that aren't at the same level that Ithaca sports across the board seem to be at. Um, I think Ithaca just takes sports very seriously and that's not a bad thing for everybody, but it's also, I think not, it it doesn't keep with the traditional D3 mold.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, I think this is where my experience differs a little bit from Emily's. Um, I, if, so Ithaca's track team is like a nationally ranked team. Um, whereas field hockey, we did break the rankings last year and it was awesome, especially because we beat the number, I think Vassar was number four. Five in the country and we beat them on their own AstroTurf which um, if you know anything about field hockey AstroTurf is a way faster paced game than just regular turf um, so like having experiences like that was the most successful field hockey I ever had but also in high school I played on a team my sophomore year that won one game and it wasn't until our last game of the season so I, I knew kind of that college field hockey was going to be a little more intense than what um i had already experienced um and i also played club with girls who did end up going to play division 1 field hockey and they played very intense high school field hockey too um so i kind of was a little like i had a more of an idea of what to expect coming into it i felt like um and i that's what i wanted i wanted to play with girls who cared as much as I did because that was something I other than playing on that club team I never really experienced being on a team where everyone cared as much as I did um and that sometimes I even felt like the coaches I mean I had three different coaches in four years in high school um and it was the last one that I felt was the one that really cared the most finally um but I think that like I think the intensity and the commitment is part of what I love about it um it definitely feels overwhelming at times but also like I'm such like I'm so in my own head I'm such a ball of chaos that like my brain is going five different ways at once and the schedule and commitment that field hockey at the college level has given me is what has helped me focus and actually be as somewhat successful as I have been up to this point Um, not just in academics but also things I've been able to achieve with being a part of the Ithacan and taking on leadership roles on the field hockey team and things like that Um, so I think being a part of um, like a more intense program was kind of what I needed to whip me in shape a little bit more um, and just be more focused and I I do know that field hockey might not necessarily be in my plans in the future or kind of past my D3 experience, but um, I could potentially see myself like going on to coaching or um, as a sports media major, maybe I'll go work like with a college field hockey team someday, like doing communication, like social media, things like that for them or um, like this is like kind of wild, but USA field hockey has a magazine, maybe I'll go write for them someday or something like that. Um, so I think like, I know right away field hockey won't be a part of my life once I graduate, but I think in the long run it will eventually be. Um, and I think also part of it for me too, is that like, I have had, like for field hockey has given me a lot of opportunity here, um, to be a part of other things on campus. So things like leadership Academy, um, being a part of SAC, um, that's played a little bit of a role too. And also now um, I'm involved with the Hidden Opponent, which is a, um, they have like a national organization, um, but it's a organization that works to destigmatize um conversation about mental health and athletics. Um, and right now I'm working with another athlete at Ithaca to start a chapter here. Um, and if I wasn't a part of field hockey, these are things I never would have had the opportunity to have too so yes in a sense i've lost um chances to do other things on campus but also it's presented me now three other really great opportunities and who knows what it'll present me in the future too as well
0: for sure, that definitely makes sense. And then uh, again, thank you both for coming and talking to me. And something I like to wrap up these with is a question about something you wish you knew before you came here. Something, if you saw little freshy Arla and freshy Emily, you were like, hey, you should know this before you go
2: to Ithaca. Gosh, that's so hard. That is a good question, though, Frankie. That is a good question. Frankie, you should have prepared me for this. I'm going to have to think about this for like 10 minutes. I Okay, I do think I know what I would say, though. Um, I think I would say don't put so much pressure on yourself about things you cannot control. Um, I wasted a lot of time my first semester being upset over things that were not in my power to be upset over. And then in turn, I lost control of things that were in my control. Um, I think that I that's definitely what I would tell myself is to essentially just calm down. It's going to be fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, I think my, and, and this is kind of in the context of what we've been talking about, honestly, but I think it's something that I very much needed to hear is like, I, I think knowing when to walk away from something is so important and I think it's very easy especially in college and in our generation to feel like you have to do everything and to feel like to stop or to quit or to give up is inherently a failure and a character flaw Um, and I think I felt that way about quitting for a long time and I think you know I I only stayed for I was on the team for about a year and a half. Um, And I was really only on it that long because I felt so much like overwhelming guilt at the idea of quitting, of giving up on this commitment, of giving up on this thing that, you know, had been so important to me. Um, And finally kind of recognizing that like the healthiest choice was to just stop was really a game changer and with track and also with life in general you know and I think once the pandemic hit knowing that was really important too of of knowing when quitting is okay and better than just trying to keep moving forward when you're hitting a brick wall um so yeah I think that's the the biggest thing i would i would tell little emily
0: (laughs) okay so that's it for this week's episode thanks again to emily and arla for being on the show and being willing to have this conversation with me you can find episodes of the intersection and other podcasts at the org. remember to be good people and treat others with kindness and respect thanks for listening